Shalom, and welcome to Parasha Highlights and Insights. This is Rabbi Abraham Fisher, and this week we start a new book of the Torah, the book of Bamidbar, and the name of the parasha also is Bamidbar. It is the fourth of the five books of the Torah. And it's often known as Chumash HaPekudim, the Chumash of census, because there is uh, a census taken at the beginning of the parasha, at the beginning of the book, as well as a census being taken later on in the uh, book, as we will continue. So the parasha opens up uh, by telling us that Hashem instructs Moshe to take a census of the people uh, in the uh, people of Israel, in Bnei Yisrael. This is the census in the wilderness. Uh, the instructions are very clearly given uh, on the beginning of the second month, that's the month we call uh, Iyar, uh, in the second year. The uh, census is to be taken uh, of the men, uh, specifically the men of uh, the age of 20 years old and above. Uh, and it would seem that the purpose of this, or at least one of the purposes of this, is to have an idea of the size of the available army. Uh, they are to be counted not only as individuals, but also by their family divisions and by their tribal divisions. That is to say the 12 uh, Shavatim, the 12 tribes. Each tribe is uh, represented by a leader, uh, who supervises the count taken within his respective tribe. The order of uh, tribes of Shuvatim uh, in this part is uh, very much according to birth order, uh, but there are some uh, exceptions. Uh, Ruvain, Shimon, Gad, now that's interesting because Gad is much younger, and then Yehuda, Yisachar, Zvulun, Ephraim and Menashe, which are the two tribes that come from Yosef, then Binyamin, and then Dan, Asher, and Naphtali. We'll find out later on that these 12 are, are actually uh, grouped into uh, four groups of three, and it is the way in which the uh, tribes are meant to encamp uh, in the, the desert. Uh, when the count is taken, uh, the total number is 603,550. This does not include the tribe of Levi because, as the Torah says, the tribe of Levi is to be counted separately. Uh, not only are they counted separately, but they have very special responsibilities. They uh, transport the Mishkan, and of course they will serve in the Mishkan, uh, providing uh, an honor guard for the Mishkan and assisting the Kohanim. And the tribe of Levi, as we'll see later on, uh, will be encamped immediately around the area where the Mishkan uh, is set up. The next uh, part of the parasha uh, says that uh, Bnei Yisrael uh, are to set up their encampments in a very specific uh, way. Uh, each uh, 
each tribe is going to have a, a banner uh, as well as a flag. So that is to say there's a pole and a flag and symbols as well as colors uh, that correspond to the various tribes and also would seem to uh, coincide with the colors of the stones that represent the various tribes in uh, the Choshen uh, Mishpat, the breastplate that the Kohen Gadol wears. Uh, and we're told uh, that on the east side, the tribes that are to uh, encamp will be led by Yehuda. He's the dominant tribe. That's on the east side. And in addition, Yisachar and Zvolun. So that was actually part of the order that was mentioned earlier, although earlier in the count, uh, Ruvain was first, but, uh, but now uh, we're going around the, uh, the encampment, starting on the east, and then proceeding to the south. The major tribe on the south side is uh, Ruvain, uh, plus Shimon and Gad. So if you can visualize this or see a picture, what's happening is that when the tribes were first uh, enumerated, the south side uh, was enumerated first. Uh, but now in describing the encampment, we start with the east side and then proceed to the south side uh, of the encampment, uh, which means that we're moving in a uh, clockwise fashion. Then after that, uh, the Torah describes the position of the Mishkan, and the Mishkan is supposed to be in the middle uh, when, they, when they travel, not only when they encamp, but also when they travel. Uh, after the first two groups, uh, we then have the Mishkan, and then comes the west side group, uh, dominated by the tribe of Ephraim, and in addition to Ephraim, Menashe and Binyamin. And then finally, uh, the north side. Uh, tribes dominated by Dan plus Asher and Naphtali. And once again, we're told that Levi, the tribe of Levi, uh, is completely separate. Uh, and uh, we'll talk about them a little bit later on as well. Uh, within the tribe of Levi is the special family of Aharon, that is uh, the, the division of Levi, uh, that, uh, that is the group of the Kohanim. Uh, this is in the Torah. Uh, gives a little bit of background to uh, Aaron's family, uh, that originally uh, Aaron had four sons, Nadav, Avihu, Elazar, and Itamar, and then, as we know from earlier in the book of Aikra, Nadav and Avihu died, and they did not have any children. Uh, then the Torah describes in greater detail the tribe of Levi, uh, that their responsibility is to guard the Mishkan when it is set up, to provide a, an honor guard. Um, we're reminded that when it comes to actually doing the avodah, the service in the Mishkan, bringing the sacrifices, uh, only the tribe, only the family of Aharon, which we call the Kohanim, they're the only ones who do the actual avodah. Um, and we're also reminded that the Leviim uh, are taking the place of the firstborn. Uh, originally, the firstborn of every family was supposed to uh, serve in the Mishkan, um, and that's because uh, since the plague of the firstborn in Egypt, the firstborn of people and also of animals uh, are sanctified to Hashem. Uh, however, as we know, uh, after the sin of the golden calf, uh, the, uh, the honor 
of serving in the Mishkan is taken away from the from the firstborn and given to the Levim. So the Levim are uh, the tribe of Levi. Uh, it's a replacement for the uh, for the firstborn. Uh, Levi, the tribe of Levi, is to be counted and assigned tasks. When it comes to Levi, they are counted from the age of one month uh, because uh, they're they do not have any responsibilities, of course, at this point, but they're uh, fully part of the tribe of Levi from that age. And uh, furthermore, Levi has three divisions, and that's because uh, Levi, the, the man Levi, the one who uh, founded this tribe, had three children, Gershon, Kahat, and Narari. Uh, and so there are, these are the three major divisions, and within each, within each division there are uh, family subdivisions. Uh, the tribe of Levi uh, in camps uh, closest to the Mishkan and the other tribes uh, outside uh, of them. Uh, the, Ger the Gershon division uh, encamps on the west side of, uh, of where the Mishkan is, and their responsibility uh, will be uh, all of the various coverings of the Mishkan, uh, the, the cloths, the... Uh, those uh, cloths that uh, either cover the Mishkan or serve as uh, curtains around uh, the Mishkan or around the Mishkan uh, precinct. Then is the division of Kahat. Kahat is on the south side, and their responsibility is to carry the uh, holiest uh, utensils of the Mishkan, starting with the Aron, uh, as well as the table, the, sh the Shulchan, the Menorah, both altars, and all of the utensils. The division of Marari is on the north side, uh, and their responsibility will be to transport the various boards and pillars that uh, support the Mishkan. On the east side of the Mishkan uh, will be uh, the families of uh, Moshe himself and the family of Aharon. And they, in a sense, stand guard at the entrance to the Mishkan because the east side is where the Mishkan is entered. Uh, when a census, a separate census, is taken of the tribe of Levi, we find that there are 22,000 of them. The Torah then says to say, take a separate count of the firstborn, all of the firstborn in uh, all, of the, uh, all of the families. Uh, the firstborn are counted from the age of one month, Remember, the Levim are a substitute for the firstborn, um, and similarly, they are counted from the age of one month. Uh, this is true uh, both of people and of animals, but only the people are given a, a count. And when the firstborn are counted, we find that there are 22,273 of them. Um, and that compares to 22,000 Levim. So the, uh, the difference is 273 uh, firstborn that are more uh, in number than the Levim. And so the Torah says that uh, specifically those 273 have to be redeemed because uh, they're born with a certain inherent kedusha sanctity, and uh, that uh, sanctity has to be redeemed uh, by giving five shekels, five silver shekels, uh, for each one of the firstborn, and those shekels are given to Aaron and to his family. And uh, this is a precedent for Pidyon Haben, 
for the redemption of the firstborn, Pidyon HaBachor, which is a mitzvah to today, uh, discussed elsewhere in the Torah. Uh, then we're told about the, <clears throat> specifically, about the Kahat division of Levi. Uh, they have a specific count. Um, the Torah says to count them in terms of their uh, working in the Mishkan from the age of 20 until the age of 50. Uh, after a Levi passes the age of 50, uh, he retires from active service and then uh, continues to instruct young upcoming Levim in their various tasks. Uh, the assignment of the Kahat division of Levi is to transport the Mishkan. Um, uh, the Mishkan holy vessels, uh, the holiest vessels. Uh, and there is a description of how the Mishkan is to be dismantled. First, the Kohanim, Aaron and his sons, approach and they cover the vessels so that people will not see uh, the vessels while they're being transported. Um, Aaron and his sons cover the vessels, they cover the Aaron with, a, with the Parochet itself, that's the curtain that hangs in front of the Aaron. Uh, then they, uh, a second covering of the tachash leather, special animal, um, le uh, leather made from tachash, uh, and third, a blue covering. Uh, the table and its utensils are covered with uh, uh, blue, crimson, and tachash le leather coverings. The menorah and its utensils are covered with blue and tachash leather coverings, and they are transported on a pole. The gold altar and its utensils with blue and tachash leather coverings. Then the outer altar and its utensils are first cleared of the ashes and covered with uh, purple tachash leather and tachash leather cover. Uh, finally, uh, once all of these, these are covered, then the Kahat division of the tribe of Levi can carry the holy vessels, and they are warned, do not touch them, because uh, it's not their, uh, their, their permission to touch. Uh, they, have to, uh, they have to just transport what everything has been covered. Uh, they have to treat these items with great uh, respect and holiness. Uh, we're told that Elazar, uh, who seems to be uh, designated, uh, since he's the oldest surviving son of Aharon, he's designated to be Aharon's successor. He actually will succeed Aharon after Aharon dies. Uh, and he has a special uh, responsibility uh, to carry certain uh, specific items. He carries the anointing oil. He carries the incense. And it also says that he carries the daily grain offering. But uh, Rashi says it doesn't mean he carries uh, the grain offering, uh, but rather uh, he assigns to whoever is going to offer the grain offering. It's his responsibility uh, to assign that, uh, that task. But it would seem very clear uh, that he must have been very strong to carry all of these things. Uh, so there is some uh, more of a question uh, with regard to the grain offering. Uh, but he must have been very strong to have carried all of these things. And at the end of the parasha, uh, we are to, uh, Moshe is to exhort, uh, to warn the division of Kahat not to watch while Aharon and uh, his sons uh, are covering, because they're not permitted to watch, uh, and that's in order to assure that they will be, uh, uh, to, to, uh, their, um, 
their safety. So what I'd like to do is uh, return uh, to the discussion of the encampment. Uh, the Torah says that the Israelites are to encamp, uh, each with its standard, uh, under the banners of the house of their fathers, and they shall camp around the tent of meeting at a distance. They have to be at a distance, and that's because in between where the Mishkan is and where the Israelites are uh, is where the tribe of Levi is. Uh, but the position uh, is very important, and uh, each tribe has its uh, standard, its banners. Uh, many of the Mepharshim discuss these uh, banners and the divisions and what it may symbolize. Um, I included uh, a quote from the Malbim. Uh, he says, and this is similar to a number of other Mepharshim, I think the Malbim brings a lot of ideas together uh, in one place. He says, first of all, each one, each tribe had a special flag, each flag had a special symbol that relates to the house of their fathers, to each division. Uh, uh, he makes reference to the fact that, uh, as the commentaries say, for example, the tribe of Yehuda had the image of a lion. The flag of Ruvain, the image of a man, Ephraim, an ox, and Dan, an eagle. Now, these four are very significant because they resemble the four angels of the divine chariot, the Merkava, that's found in the first book, first chapter, rather, of the book of Yechezkel. Uh, so the Malbi was saying that the four uh, divisions of tribes, that is to say, a group of tribes, a group of three tribes on each one of the four sides, uh, corresponds to primarily to one of the uh, images that are to be found in the uh, the vision of the divine chariot. So this is a, a very, very uh, deep uh, symbolism indeed. Uh, then under each major flag, there were three tribes and each tribe had a special flag uh, that resembles the stones of the Choshen, uh, the, uh, the breastplate, uh, as is written in the Targum Yonatan. So according to the Malbim, it seems that the flag with a picture, with an image on it, is only for the four divisions, one for Yehuda, one for Ruvain, one for Ephraim, and one for Dan, and then each individual tribe also had a flag which just had a color on it. It doesn't seem that uh, they had a, a picture as well, and the colors are the same colors of the 12 stones on the Choshen. He further says, the Malbim further says, that these 12 uh, correspond to the 12 signs of the zodiac in the world of the spheres, this is the world where the star, the uh, realm of the stars. It also represents uh, the 12 camps of angels in the world of angels, which is a, a higher level, and so on upward and upward, says the Maldim. Uh, there is a correspondence between the 12 tribes here on earth, as well as uh, these very, very uh, spiritual ideas uh, that go uh, as high as, uh, as possible. All of this relates to the house of their fathers, that each tribe has a special habitation in the upper worlds, is the way the Malbim puts it. In other words, that for each one of the tribes that exists in this world, there is a, a corresponding uh, place of residence, as it were, in the, uh, in the higher worlds. Um, that means that each tribe uh, represents a of way, a way of relating between this physical existence and 
um, and Hashem. Uh, it reminds one of the importance of uh, knowing which which tribe you belong to, uh, because uh, there isn't just one uh, way of relating to Hashem. All of these together uh, make the full symphony of, uh, of serving Hashem. Each tribe has a special habitation in the upper worlds. Mabin further says that uh, there's to encamp facing the tent of meeting, around the tent of meeting, around the Ohel Mo'ed, so that the, and this is again what the Malbim says, that the uh, tent of meeting, the Mishkan, uh, which is the place of communion with the Shekhinah, the place where there's a unity, uh, a meeting between uh, Hashem's uh, presence and uh, the people of Israel, that that place is like the heart. Um, and the tribes are like the body which surrounds the spirit of life that resides in the middle. So even on the physical plane, uh, there is a correspondence uh, to the physical body, uh, but there's also correspondence upward and upward, upward to the highest uh, spheres. Uh, this requires, of course, more uh, contemplation that we've, uh, than we've allowed right here, but it certainly is food for thought. Uh, I thank you all very much for joining me. Uh, in this week's uh, exploration of uh, Parashat Bamidbar, uh, in which we uh, start a new book of the of the Torah, uh, this has been Rabbi Avraham Fisher for Parasha Highlights and Insights, saying Shalom. <laughs>